Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And hello, friends, to our headline news edition of our 17th series of Sundition on March 21st, 2021. We have three interesting stories and even better takes, so let's get into it. All right, so the first story that we have is that the U.S. House of Representatives passed a resolution censoring the Myanmar military coup. So on Friday, March 19th, the United States House of Reps passed a resolution that went through with a 398-14 vote. The 14 who voted against it were Republicans, and most are part of the pro-Trump Freedom Caucus, and um, they're basically just some of the most conservative members of the House. It is now still unclear why they voted against these measures in the first place. So the vote condemned the military generals involved in the military coup and called for Biden to impose sanctions against Myanmar. This was the resolution. And some of the Freedom Caucus members that voted against the resolution referenced right-wing conservative talking points and the 2020 election. So the protests in Myanmar have continued to boil over, and so far, 224 people have been killed, and 2,258 have been arrested, charged, or sentenced. So these Freedom Caucus members don't want freedom? I'm confused. Plus, they mentioned the 2020 election, which I'm extremely confused about. My reaction... mm -hmm. uh, I don't... Yeah, never mind. I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) My reaction to this is basically the... You know the meme where it's like, why is it um, uh, Arkansas, not Arkansas? Arkansas. And then she's like, America, America explain. explain. I'm like, girl, I feel you right now. Basically, I am just like that. I am confused. So please, America, explain to me. You want freedom, yet you are voting against a resolution that gives freedom to other people. This does not make sense. I mean, this kind of shows, like, what do they really want? All they basically want is power, right? These uh, Myanmar military generals want power for however long and that's not to say other non-freedom caucus members don't want power either because let's be frank others do as well yeah but i think this is a turning point i believe because i think we mentioned this last week in our podcast about american intervention in foreign mm-hmm. affairs and how that has a not so great history but it's not like we're interfering at least in a military sense right we're no. literally just censuring them which is what we do to a lot of other countries this isn't even that events yeah it's i don't think it's that detrimental in terms of u.s appearance in these types of political matters We're literally fighting for other people's freedom, I guess. You can say that, I think. I think some of these Freedom Caucus members are just voting no for the sake of no and putting out some BS, which is the 2020 election and these right-wing conservative talking points. Why would you vote for the sake of just saying no, though? I mean, I understand that. I think (laughs) I have no idea. You answered your own question. For most of... Um, the people that voted yes, I'm pretty sure it was all Democrats plus other people, you know. But I still don't really get why you would say no for the sake of no. 
Are you that petty? Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, think of it like, you know, Nancy Pelosi last year pushing down stimulus checks just so Trump won't get the stimulus oh, checks true. under that's his true. name. So, okay. yeah, they're petty, petty. Claire. <laughs> they are very petty. They're, like, pettier than... Who's the, like... I don't know who... You know, oh, you know Nicki Minaj, how she call, calls herself, like, Miss Petty? Yeah. But she actually um, married a man named with the last name Petty, so... <laughs> oh, wow, she really I think so, that dream. Yeah. <laughs> or like a similar pronunciation uh, okay, okay. so people thought that was really funny because she referenced those in her lyrics as well mm. honestly this is the part where it gets me like I don't know why okay I think it's fair to say that some Trump supporters are very anti-Biden, just like many Biden supporters were very anti-Trump. So anything they could do to fight against whatever opposing politician, they would do, right? This looks good, or what they think that this looks good to their constituents, so they'll do it. And maybe um, if there are other reasons, I mean, unless there are other reasons why they voted against these measures... I do believe that this is the, unless there are other more explicit and direct reasons to vote against these measures, then I do think they're just voting no just for the sake of politics. Yeah, I mean, what we've been saying so far are merely assumptions. I think CNN tried to reach out and ask them why they decided to vote against it but so far none of the members have responded or anything like that so it is still unclear why they did that sus (laughs) (laughs) well the next story is also in the east asian atmosphere there has been an earthquake in japan near the coast of ishinomaki a 7.0 preliminary magnitude earthquake hit. So before this, I didn't really know that there was a preliminary magnitude earthquake. It's basically just a pre-earthquake, a mini earthquake before the big one. Like Interesting. A, like a side dish before the main Like an appetizer? Course. Is that what you're uh-huh. trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the fact that this is just a like what they call a foreshock at 7.0 magnitude, that's insane. But luckily, despite the high magnitude and the physical tremors that were felt by most residents and many reporters in Japan, all nuclear reactors are safe and firefighters have reported no damage so far. Wasn't this earthquake really, really near nuclear reactors? Like the same place where the big earthquake hit, like the big historical one it- hit, right? Yeah, in Fukushima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That is basically Japan's biggest, biggest, biggest concern is their nuclear reactors reacting to an earthquake similar <laughs> to Fukushima. Yeah. Let's hope and, that doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean, I hope so too, Claire. <laughs> many, many people died. 
But I remember learning about this in apes as well because nuclear energy is such a big issue, right? It does provide cheap energy and somewhat cleaner, quote-unquote, for many countries like Japan. But after the Fukushima earthquake, many residents wanted to phase out nuclear energy because of safety reasons. They're scared, right? You're right. And at the president at that time, I don't know who it was, but the president at that time decided to phase out. He started closing all the nuclear reactors one by one and tried to f- uh, attempted to phase out nuclear energy in general for Japan up to 2040, I believe. But the recent prime minister, did I say president of Japan? I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I meant prime minister, y'all. <laughs> You're good. It's fine. But Prime Minister decided against that because he thought nuclear energy is essential for Japanese people because without it, they wouldn't have the energy they need. Okay, so then that means that the nuclear reactors are back up again? Oh yeah, the nuclear reactors are back up again. As for the safety measures that are taken to prevent something from happening, like... It did 10 years ago. It's still a bit murky with how the these energy policies and precautions are being taken. So yeah, it is just about a cause for concern. That. I mean, is there any way that they can take measures against this? Anything concrete? Because um, honestly, yes. I can't tell. Because you can't exactly <laughs> prevent an earthquake from happening. Like, hey, earthquake, don't do that. Yes, you cannot prevent an earthquake from happening. The best you can do is forecast an earthquake an earthquake's just mother nature as you know yeah but there are ways to prevent the nuclear reactors from blowing up basically as much oh, okay. as it did uh, based on construction but i don't believe that though the nuclear reactors in those areas because this is not the place that this current earthquake hit is not is near fukushima but not near enough to have had rebuilt their nuclear reactors. I see. Well, last but not least, we have our third story, and that is that a judge denies the delay for the trial for George Floyd's murder. Eric J. Nelson, the lawyer of Derek Chauvin, the former police officer who killed George Floyd, motioned for a continuance and a change in venue, which would delay the scheduled start to after the decided date of March 29th. Nelson argued that the publicity for the huge pretrial case, which included the settlement between Minneapolis and George Floyd's family for around $27 million, would hinder the actual trial to start on time. On Friday, Judge Peter A. Cahill of Hennepin County District Court ruled against Nelson's motion. He said that even if the trial was delayed, this would not change the amount of media coverage of the trial itself and that every trial would have media coverage anyway, so this wouldn't change a thing. So, because of this, the murder trial of Derek Chauvin will start on time in Minneapolis. Just to clarify, the charges that Derek Chauvin faces are charges of second-degree unintentional murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. The second-degree manslaughter has been kind of on and off. People have been saying, no, that shouldn't be counted towards him, but I think authorities have decided to keep it. Second-degree murder just means that the... Perpetrator has to cause the death of a human being without intent to effect the death of any person 
while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim. So basically, accidentally killing someone while trying to harm somebody. Third degree murder causes the death of another by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and without regard for human life. So doing something harmful to other people without caring about whether you killed a person or not. And third degree manslaughter is just death caused due to negligence. So for the arguments of the trial, defense will argue that George Floyd did not die due to Chauvin's knee on his neck, but that he died due to methamphetamines and opioids in his system in addition to underlying health problems. This will also be arguing that Chauvin used force because of self-defense and the fact that he's a police officer, so apparently he's allowed to do that. And on the other side, prosecution will argue that Chauvin disregarded Floyd's pleas that he couldn't breathe while Chauvin continued to kneel on his neck even after Floyd stopped moving for a very, very long time. Or an acceptably long time. Okay, I... <laughs> Let me start. <laughs> One is that with mock trial, I now understand what that first part was with the pre-trial and whatnot. I feel like if I had not taken mock trial, I Yay. would not understand how pre-trial works. But, yeah, it's... Should we explain? Pre-trial? Uh, you can explain, Claire. You've done pre-trial before, right? Oh, pre-trial is related... Is a kind of like a mini case that's related to the one at hand, but it's not the main thing that happened. For example, for this case, um, for the trial of Derek Chauvin, the main case is whether or not he will be charged for second-degree intentional murder, third-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter, right? But the pretrial thing is also something related to the main case, and in this specific case, it's the settlement between Minneapolis and George Floyd's family for $27 million because Chauvin allegedly caused the death mm. of George Floyd. Yeah, and the defense is the only party able to bring this on. So the defense is just trying to change something about the case that makes it better for their client. Right. So prosecution is arguing against the pretrial motion. Mm-hmm. And those are, pretrial is not decided by the jury, it's decided by the judge. Right, that's also a good point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, but the main case is decided by the jury, you know, and the judge too. A second, when the stories broke out about the drugs in George Floyd's system, I remember seeing it all over the news how they were kind of counting like, oh, he had this many drugs in his system, oh, she, and he had these underlying health problems. And I, like, is there not a coroner to decide this? And oh, wait, That's what I've been thinking. But at the same time, there is a coroner, right? The first coroner said that um, he died due to the drugs, and then they did it again, and they uh, the coroner said that he died due to pressure on the like the, um, on the neck, right? Right. But I'm just very confused by his argument because say like, um, let me think. If I was, like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me, right? <laughs> like if he wasn't gonna die then and there, like if he was not caught by the police, right? Even though he had these underlying health problems, he had metamphetamine and he had opioids in his body, right? He was walking out the store. He wasn't gonna just drop dead and die anyways. That was like not his 
like thing. It's basically also saying like, so basically when I heard the analogy, I am just very like even more confused than our first story. Because if they're not saying it's an overdose, right? According to the coroner's report, they said that there was meth. They said there were opioids. And they said that he had underlying health conditions, one of them being coronavirus, right? And the fact that they're just calling it underlying health problems and focusing more on the drugs kind of shows you where they're trying to head the jury's bias towards. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like if I'm thinking of analogy, right? Like if I was, say, sick right or say i had lung cancer hypothetical cc had lung cancer and i had trouble breathing mm-hmm. right and someone was choking me and i said and basically ended up killing hypothetical cc who would you like would you blame my lung cancer no no that doesn't even logically make sense like right? or say you've been say- choked for what nine minutes or just, like, say you're drunk, right? Because they're not saying it's an overdose or anything. Say... Yeah. And it's not like he was... Like, George Floyd that day was going to walk out that same time and he was walking out of the store and suddenly would drop dead. That is literally not what was going to happen anyways. Right. Or say I, like, hypothetical CC was drunk and I could not walk straight, right? And somebody accidentally pushed me into the river. Right? But I was, like... And I died. Hypothetical CC died. Who would you blame? Why would you blame me? What? <laughs> like, clearly, I it's was drunk. It's not like you were drunk right? and fell into the river by yourself. Right? Exactly. It just makes absolutely no sense to me. And this just logically, I don't think, makes sense at all. Plus, yes. the coroner, I think, found relatively low levels of methamphetamine yeah. there is and, no way he could have overdosed from the methamphetamines mm-hmm. and also the coroner at least even from like last july he said that he, he would rule it as a homicide and i think there were two different coroner reports right not yes. from the same person i mean but from mm-hmm. two different people and i'm pretty sure that they both said that it was because of compression on the neck due well obviously due to the police officer kneeling on his neck for nine whole minutes. And also the thing with, like, him using force because of self-defense and he's an officer. So oh, just please. because you're a police officer means you can take advantage of other people. Right? And kneel on people's necks? You literally had You don't four get a pass o- for that. I mean, I know this is a long time, but he literally had four officers surrounding him and... He wasn't, George Floyd wasn't armed or anything, right? And it was, and it wasn't like he was even being charged for like, uh, he was being called in for anything violent. What was it, fake money? Like a fake $20 bill? Really? I'm sorry, no way is that reasonable. Honestly, this pisses me, I mean, I know it pisses a lot of people off and it should piss everyone off because this is just so blatantly a twist of lies. I don't know what they're trying to get out of this trial, honestly. But at this point, I think, like, from the way they word things, right? Saying metaphetamine and opioids and then just saying underlying health problems. I feel like they're just trying to pull on the biases of the jury with the drugs. 
Like, oh, he's a stereotypes. drug user. Mm-hmm. That, that's a cheap move. <laughs> yeah. This has honestly been... Well, this has been almost a year since the murder of George, George Floyd. And the fact that things are just starting to pick up with the legal issues shows you that a speedy and just trial is not always insured. Oh, right. <laughs> I mean, there's also, like, the issue of coronavirus, which what, threw Slow everybody into yeah. chaos. However, I feel like it should not have taken almost a year to finally have the trial for the police officer that kneeled on his neck. Well, those are all the stories that we have for you today. But before we leave you, we have our Sunday step into the past. So in... 1617, on March 21st, Pocahontas, who was also known as Rebecca Rolfe, dies of either smallpox or pneumonia while in England with her husband, John Rolfe. Pocahontas was definitely a very sad story. Like, the real story. How old was she when she got carted off to America? Yeah, teenager, barely. Well, I hope we didn't end it in too bad of a note. I do hope that you guys have a wonderful Sunday. Um, and remember to listen to our page six and our letters to the podcaster as well. And give us a let. Thank you so much for listening. And have a good Sunday.